we will get started. I got cough drops in my purse if you need I, one. I got some. You got some? Yeah. All right. Thank you. Just <laughs> Excellent. All right, everybody. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Shift Talkers podcast. This is Colleen Sweets. I'm here with Miss Cricket. And today, our special guest is Carlos Roybal. Roybal? Roybal. Yeah, Roybal. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Um, how are you today? I'm doing great. Look at this weather out here. It's good. This, this company that I'm with today, life is good. <laughs> nice. Life is good. We're really glad to have you here. Pretty I'm exciting. Glad to be here. Pretty, pretty exciting. I'm so, uh, Carlos is a really special guest because um, one of the reasons I really wanted to have you on here is because you have been in the service industry, hospitality industry for so long. So... <laughs> My first question, well, we're just going to get right to it, is how old were you when you got into the business and how, what brought you there? Why did you get into that biz? 19. I was 19 years old. Uh, and I got in and I started out at uh, McDonald's in Albuquerque. Born and raised in Albuquerque. And um, I was just looking for work and that was just up the street. I was surprised that I was hired. But... Uh, <laughs> You know, back then it was dollar twenty-five an hour. Wow! And um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, and and so it, uh, McDonald's was uh, was my first, second job, but first in the restaurant industry. What was your yeah. What was your first job? Seven Eleven. Oh. Seven Eleven. So it was still customer yeah. service based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To a point, yeah, 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 yeah. a little bit, a mm-hmm. little bit, but Seven Eleven. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, you're, you're 18. Your first, your first two jobs. Right, right. And I never thought I'd, I was. I never thought that I would be doing this for 48 years. You know? <laughs> 48, 48 years. years We're all business. real proud of our 20 years. You <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, We're like yeah. 20 years. <laughs> uh, it's it's it's, uh, it's amazing, and the time just flies by. Yeah. I mean, it's just like like with you. Think back on when you were 20 years old, and that's mm-hmm. you know, and and. It just flies by. It wasn't that. It flies by. It doesn't seem like it no, was, no. you know, 26 years ago when I was 20. But no. um, so what, so you were, you started at McDonald's at 18 and then, and then where did you go from there? Well, it was McDonald's for 16 years. Wow. Different McDonald's, uh, probably at the end at 16 after 16 years, it was last count was like 22, 23 different McDonald's in Albuquerque, San Francisco, mm-hmm. Santa Fe. Uh, they just get you moving around. Yeah. So were you in management? In management. What, what age? I started out in, well, I, I was a manager at uh, 21. Yeah. 21. Started at 19, man, managing the place yeah. by 21. That sounds yeah, like McDonald's. Yeah. It was an assistant, but, mm-hmm. but working. I think I was 25 when I when I was uh, when I got my first McDonald's as far as manager mm-hmm. in San Francisco. So I, I I have a lot of nice things to say. McDonald's was great, great training, great uh, um, uh, restaurant, move you around. I mean, McDonald's, McDonald's is McDonald's, you know. Yeah. But when they move you around and you and in 16 years you work at 22, 30, 23 different ones it's all uh that that all keeps it moving keeps it exciting yeah and then got me to san francisco yeah so they 
you know, I'm, I'm thinking you can move anywhere you want, even in the, in, because they have McDonald's in Europe and, and stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like you can work for that company and probably get transferred to a lot of different places, but you can also move somewhere and, and see, Hey, can I work at this McDonald's? So that's, you know, that's kind of cool. They have them everywhere. So you'll, you'll always have a job if you're, if Good. you're so inclined, you know. yeah. If and, you're so inclined, and it's yeah. a great place for first jobs for yeah. teenagers. It was My great. son Colin has an interview at McDonald's tomorrow morning at oh, 10 nice. a.m. <laughs> I nice. know. Oh, I'm yeah. pretty excited. He's actually really excited about it too. It's right down the street from us. Uh, so, but so 16 years. What kind of um, you know San Francisco? I'm thinking mostly because i i've never been to san francisco but i you know i know it's i know its reputation i guess so what reputation would that be well i don't what, know i do guess i guess i see it just as a fun kind of party place yes uh, well then i don't you know yeah then so so that's where i'm getting um, that's what i'm getting to is mcdonald's stories you can tell us that are comical and funny that happened in San Francisco or anywhere. It doesn't have to be San Francisco. My mind yeah. goes to San Francisco, but yeah, I can talk about any any of them. San Francisco, I was out there for five years. Mm-hmm. Um, it allowed me to um, uh, move move out there. Uh, I was newly wed, newly wed. We decided let's move to San Francisco. So she got out of nursing school, and we moved we moved there to San Francisco. Uh, the first six months we were there. Um, a fun time insofar as um, uh, my wife at the time was um, um, having having to do some uh, volunteer work uh, as part of her nursing until her her uh, license came in so she worked at the Haight Ashbury Free Medical Clinic damn uh, for, for, for six months what is I don't know what months. that is <laughs> well the Grateful Dead is a mm-hmm. band that Carlos and I both love. Oh, and, yes, I know that. And, yeah. I know and, that. Yeah, and Hate Ashbury was like the epicenter of the counterculture yes. in uh-huh. San Francisco. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but but with everything that's anything in life, drugs, alcohol, fun times, with every high there's always a low. Mm-hmm. For sure. Now, mm-hmm. and in the late 60s, they had the summer of love and free love, rock and roll, sex, yeah. um, drugs. Uh, and when we got there was uh, early 74. Um, at the Haight-Ashbury Clinic, it was, it was the downward spiral. There was, oh. a, there was a lot of... All those hard of, drugs were really taking the toll. Yeah, taking the toll. There was a lot of a lot of uh, ODs, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, uh, STDs, bad mm-hmm. STDs, yeah. mm-hmm. a lot of homelessness, mm-hmm. a lot of um, uh, um, coming off bad trips. Mm-hmm. That these guys forever, I mean, they messed up their heads forever. Wow. So it was a little bit different. It started out great. Yeah, it started out great. It was a free medical clinic for all the all the hippies and all the counterculture out there, helping them, mm-hmm. uh, helping them, and everything. But yeah. of course, with the downward, so at that time. But McDonald's was, uh, was I was only, um, it was the second McDonald's in San Francisco. And they had just gotten out of um, a big union drive that uh, they were trying to unionize. Uh, San Francisco is a, a union town. So it was kind of, 
it was kind of rough when I, when I got there. They had just finished getting out of that. But there was a lot of uh, union busting. Mm-hmm. A lot of um, um, managers were getting their tires slashed. A lot of, wow, you know, wow. Uh, a lot of that stuff. Because they were in a union? Because they weren't union. Oh. Yeah, because they weren't oh. union. And along that same lines, just because of my name, Within six months, they gave me uh, McDonald's uh, in Chicago called me and asked me if I wanted to go to Puerto Rico to <laughs> that, that, to open up uh, to work at McDonald's out there because they were having union problems mm-hmm. and, and I was supposed I didn't know a word of Spanish but because of my name they right. thought they thought I did. Uh huh. I said, are you kidding me? Why Did you I'm... go? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm like, you can learn Spanish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it, it sounds exciting. But yeah. when they tell you that, when they tell you it's in a, a different, well, at, yeah. at that point, not a different country, but a different place for sure. Yes, with very you, different with, culture. With and, unions yeah. mm-hmm. and everything else, I wouldn't, I, yeah. I didn't want to touch that. Mm-hmm. And then along, along the same kind of uh, stuff that was going on, San Francisco was vibrant with um, with the hippie movement. Uh, with um, it was a gay mecca. People were coming uh-huh. from all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's uh, kind of what I know about San Francisco too. Like it was kind of the first city that uh, you know gay, openly openly gay yeah, people now. can feel comfortable and be you know. But again, that was uh, seventy four. And then uh, AIDS hit in, in 80 or 81, uh, San Francisco, which wiped out quite a, quite a few San Franciscans. Mm, wow. But, but the, um, political-wise, uh, um, there was um, uh, the first gay supervisor mm-hmm. uh, who happened to have gotten assassinated with, uh, with the mayor mm-hmm. um, of wow. San Francisco, got assassinated by another... Um, Board of Supervisors person. Of McDonald's? Uh, uh, no, not at McDonald's, okay. but at, but there. And the McDonald's I was working at at that time was right downtown San Francisco within within a couple of blocks. Mm-hmm. So anything that happened, uh, any of the riots that happened, the gay riots, um, any of the Super Bowl uh, parades, any parades that were going on, uh, gay pride day parades, which were huge, mm-hmm. which were huge at that time. Um, they they still are. They still. Well, <laughs> I love the cave. I love Pride Parade. Yeah, love it. I, I tell you, I was I was uh, totally shocked. Born and raised in Albuquerque. Yeah. Um, uh, I I don't hesitate to say that I that I was uh, homophobic because I had no knowledge. Yeah. You know, no knowledge of it at all. It was an eye opener. You just go, what the heck is going on here? You know what, yeah. what's going on? Yeah. But after after a while, you 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 realize. There are brothers or sisters. There are neighbors. Right. There, are friends. Sons and daughters. Sons and daughters. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so they were, and and there were a lot of uh, workers. Yeah. At, at the McDonald's that I, that I worked at. So, um, what made you stay there? What made you stay at McDonald's specifically for sixteen years? And then you have a whole huge probably list of restaurants after that oh yeah but yeah. uh mcdonald's specifically again what made you stay there for 16 years what was it the traveling you, you were was, able the to tra- do or? the traveling and and to specifically in san francisco they got me to san francisco 
uh, I lived in San Francisco, but Oakland is just right across the bridge. And I was able to uh, get season tickets for the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, that's right. Carlos yeah. is a Raiders fan. Oh, huge Raiders fan. Oh, yeah, oh. Vegas Raiders, baby, is, is what they say now. Were you, a, were you a Raiders fan before you moved there? Yes. Yes. Because uh, Albuquerque but, doesn't really have yeah, you, yeah. anything so I, it like was, uh, sports teams. Yeah. And so here I was, 23 to <laughs> Twenty-three till I was thirty-one with season tickets for the Raiders. Oh, nice! I was in heaven. Sean, <laughs> uh, Sean Kylie, uh huh, brother. Uh, that's what we talk about. The Raiders. <laughs> oh. that, that's what we have in common. That, you know, I, now it's coming back. Yeah, Sean's a, a Raiders fan too. I remember you yeah. guys at the barbecue place we worked at. Yeah. Uh, Wearing the Raiders jerseys on Sundays, oh, we were so excited to wear jerseys on Sundays there because yeah. we were like, anytime we don't have you to get wear... to stray from the the uniform, yes. the mandatory <laughs> uniform, yeah. it's yeah. always exciting. Yeah. It yeah. is always it's like a it's like a play day, you know. Yeah, yeah. 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 We can wear something different. Yeah. <laughs> I I do have a question. You know, just going back to San Francisco and working there at a fast food restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not sure. I haven't done any research, but San Francisco is wildly expensive cost oh, of living these days but these days. you know back then, then was it then, pretty livable yeah, or com- compared to comparatively mm-hmm. do you remember the minimum wage in, in um, mcdonald's back then no it you was, said it was a dollar 25 when $1. you were 18 here, here. Yeah, 18 here i i don't i don't recall. No, okay I'm i don't, just I don't recall if uh, it pops up let me yeah, know yeah 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 <laughs> seems to me it was three something yeah but i i don't know for sure but being in downtown San Francisco, and at that time too, Reagan was the president, mm-hmm. and he opened up um, a lot of the mental health hospitals. Uh, uh, for, I don't know why or what happened. I wasn't I wasn't politically inclined. It, you at know, that time. I I would like to think that he that and I was I was basically a kid then, but um, I know Vietnam vets. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of when. You know, doctors started realizing this is there's something going on here with mental health, and I think a lot of it stemmed from Vietnam vets, probably. Yeah. I don't know how many times I we used to have a guy at the barbecue place that would come, and he was willing to work. He'd want to be like, "Hey, I can clean up your parking lot. I can, you know, do you know, uh, blow the leaves. I've got a leaf blower, you know, mm-hmm. like." Uh, and he did, did never ask for money. He just wanted something to eat, Yeah, you know, and I, and you know, not, not being manager at that time, I wasn't supposed to, because then they're like, oh, then they're going to come back. They're going to keep coming back. But he didn't, he was, he, he did come back a few times, but it wasn't like a take advantage comeback. It was like, yeah. I'm really starving, you know, yeah. I know I'm such a, you know, but I used to feed him. I used to give him soup all the time. Sure, sure. there's nothing. There's absolutely nothing yeah. wrong. with and that. he That's did. He would. He would get the broom and he would sweep the parking lot. He would do this. He would do that. You know, for a bowl of soup. Yeah, man. Go, mm-hmm. go blow the leaves. I hope yeah. I don't get in trouble for that. Bob. No, I, no. <laughs> I remember uh, a, a homeless guy coming in into one of the restaurants where I worked, and uh, and I had recently seen one of the owners give soup to someone come, who came in and said they were hungry mm-hmm. and. I was like, okay, I'm gonna play off that, but they're, you know, they're saying they were hungry. They didn't, you know, they didn't want to stand outside and beg. They were just wondering if they could get some food. And I was like, just stay here, keep your mouth shut. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, I took him some, you know, something to eat, some soup or something. And and I was like, don't tell anybody where you got this, right? You know, and like, 
I go back to waiting tables and 10 minutes later, 10, 15 minutes later, this guy's like, someone's like, there's a guy up front looking for you, said you gave him some food. (laughs) (laughs) And I I go and he's like, he's like, yeah, can I get more of that? And I'm like, well, what happened to the stuff I gave you? He's like, well, we gave it to some poor people. I was like, like, that was for you, but, but, you know. I was like, Jim, shut up. He just blew my cover. Yeah, just for anybody who doesn't know, quickly, uh, as servers and and bartenders and stuff, we are told to not. Correct. uh, In in most places that I've worked, and I I hear these stories and see these stories on Facebook where, like, they open up their doors to homeless and, you know, uh, um, they have a specific time in the morning to come get free coffee or whatever the case Mm -hmm. may be, but they have those places. And uh, it's really interesting to me you know, the, the dynamic between me thinking, oh, this is a bad thing, this homeless person in the restaurant, right. you know, when other places are welcoming them and giving mm-hmm. them free coffee, which is what I'd really want to be doing, you know, yeah, but it's a fine line on what you, uh-huh. what you, what you can do, um, and what you, what you want to do. Yeah. Um, I saw I saw something about a place, uh, a little, it's a very small pizza parlor, and you can buy a slice for a, someone who's hungry. Yeah. Yes, and you yes, just, yes. you know, you, you, you pay for it. You write a little piece of paper out and it pin, you pin it on a cork on board. A yeah. yeah. And if somebody's hungry, they can come in, they can take it. No questions asked. You're hungry. Yeah. Here's a slice of pizza. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. His name was Steve. I'll never forget this guy. Uh, um, that would, uh, and he was um, uh, a small person. Uh-huh. A short person, uh, 40, 50 years old, um, but he'd been out on the street. You could tell he smelled. He, and and he, he would come in and just go right in front of the line and, hey, fucker, <laughs> give me a Big Mac and a cup of coffee. <laughs> and I'd be, I'd be there the first time I said, what the heck is this all about? And, 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 and you know, then you're caught. Do I throw this guy out? In front of all these people, they're going to watch how I handle it or anything right, else. Right. And uh, and he always paid though. I just said I just said okay here. Gave him his Big Mac and his and and then he says thanks fucker. And then, <laughs> and, then, and, and then and then he'd leave. He'd go. About two or three days later, he'd come again. Except he he was sober. Uh-huh. He'd stand in line uh-huh. and everything, and then he'd come up. And he'd say, can I have a big, you know, just real nice, can I have a big man? And I said, do you, you remember being in here a couple of days ago? <laughs> and, and, and he says, oh, no, was I, was I a jerk? Yeah. And he says, he, and he apologized, you know. And, and then two or three days later, the same thing. Hey, fucker, give me a Big Mac and fries, you know, <laughs> and, and a cup of coffee. And, and, and this happened for a good three or four months. Just on and, and off. Per, and pretty soon, you know, I mean, all the other, everybody knew I'd take care of him. And it was no problem. And, and he became, yeah, he, he became kind of friendly yeah. on the days that he came in, you know, on the days he'd come in sober. And um, I asked one, and then a couple of weeks passed and I hadn't seen him. And one of his buddies was there. I said, what happened to Steve? He says, 
they found him dead in the gutter. Oh, you know? my goodness. And I started crying. Mm-hmm. You know, I said, oh, my that's God. Sad. Yeah. That was very sad. That, yeah. sad. that was very sad that, yeah. that 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 stuff would happen. Yeah. You know, and there was nothing that I I, I had a a connection kind of kind of to this guy. And yeah. I might have been the only guy who whoever reached out to him. I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea. And that's the only place I ever saw him. Yeah. That's yes. that's interesting. You went from like a McDonald's that had a lot of homeless oh, yeah. and to um like the complete opposite right. where <laughs> right. there's oh, a, a bunch of money. Yeah, a whole different yeah. set of problems. Yeah. Yeah, solve. exactly. A whole different and set in, of problems. And in that mix you throw in the Oakland Raiders and you, you throw in you throw in the Grateful Dead because uh, I became a deadhead. Uh-huh. You became um, a deadhead while you were living there? While I was living there, yeah. <laughs> Harvey Melk, who was uh, who was the first gay supervisor and and one of the first um, prominent gay politician, I guess you could say, to come out of San Francisco, leading leading that whole emerging political scene with with uh, with the gay population, just added added even more to. Mm-hmm. to the vibrancy of San Francisco and what was going on. Yeah. And then Vietnam. Vietnam. Yeah. Vietnam was just ending and you were getting these these soldiers out there from Vietnam, San Quentin, uh, a lot of stuff happening out there. Uh, Alcatraz, they had the Indians take over Alcatraz for I think a year or two um, with uh, with the Indian movement. It, it, everything was just outrageous it was just uh were you a hippie <laughs> tell us the truth well, sort of, yeah. Yeah, uh, kind, kind of sort of but but mo- mostly from the outside uh explain outside looking mm-hmm. in we didn't get involved too much in that culture she did she did as far as helping out at the Haight-Ashbury Clinic, but other than that, mm-hmm. uh, we were involved more in our careers and mm-hmm. and everything else. We did get involved, and uh, I started getting I, I started getting involved in drugs, but that was after after the hippie years. Oh, and I became an addict, you know. But that was again. This was after this was uh, towards the end of being in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. But after McDonald's, there, I also I worked at a place. Uh, I managed a place called Grand Central Hot Tubs. And it was a <laughs> it was it was a hot tub. It was I you, know, I thought it was gonna say station, Grand Central no, Station. No, I was no. like, what? So the hot tub love grotto basically, oh, right? Oh yes, yes, exactly. And when what it what it was was we were one we were one of only two places in San Francisco that catered to um, uh, heterosexuals mm-hmm. because the bathhouses, of course, the gay bathhouses were just, you know, all over. I never went, but mm-hmm. apparently they were uh-huh, huge. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, they were they were huge. Uh, but we were one of the only two places. Okay, and so we would have um, uh, had twenty six rooms, dimmer switches, and stereos in there, so you could put on jazz or whatever kind of music you yeah. wanted. Love. Yeah, I read, read them out. Read them out by the hour. This is DJ Love. <laughs> and See now, as... now they call those places spas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you yeah. have to pay, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
but they 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 still have them. They're just different yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> but there there was a, there was a celebrity. I won't I won't drop his name, but uh, you can uh, tell us later, Carlos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, he was in. Uh, uh, I'll tell you the movies later. Yeah, I don't want to. Uh, uh, and he was also involved with a restaurant with a restaurant here in town. Anyway, uh, he lives up in Santa Fe now, oh, oh. and uh, but he used to go in there and and go in there with uh with a woman and 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 ask me what room number and then uh a few minutes later there would be a beautiful filipino woman that would come in uh, asking for a room such and such uh -huh. so go knock on the door and and uh let him in and then here comes a chinese woman oh and he'd, he'd be with a um a black woman or a white woman and then all the other colors would come. come in. <laughs> it was just the guy liked to party, uh -huh, obviously. Yeah. But that that was a, that was a a fun job yeah. too, a fun job. But you think of it now. Tell us where that was again. Tell me again. It was Grand Central Hot Tubs. Grand, Grand, Central, Grand Central Hot, Hot tubs. tubs. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Since they've they've closed since then. Yeah. Over yeah. the years, but uh, are those were, old McDonald's locations still around? Have you ever followed uh, up yeah, with that? Yes, I have. Uh, whenever <laughs> I go back to San Francisco, I'll go by. Uh, one of them is there. Mm -hmm. One of them is still there for yeah. sure. Uh, but there's so many new ones, yeah. new, yeah. one, new ones yeah. out there and everything else. Uh huh. Um, I don't know. I don't know what happened to it. It was in the bottom of a of a four story uh, building of an old J C Penney's. So you used to be able to walk up into uh, uh, up into the four floors uh, up to the roof, but four floors of of an empty department store that had been empty already at that point, like twenty years or something. Oh wow! So it was kind of creepy yeah you know yeah, kind, yeah. Of, kind of creepy well lucrative in. enough to keep that building standing and, and yeah. paying the rent yeah, on it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah uh -huh. it did they did well for them uh -huh. yeah it did well for them so after mcdonald's uh what well i'm curious now what happened uh that you stopped working at mcdonald's um they asked me to leave oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they asked me to leave. And McDonald's are owned are either run by McDonald's Corporation uh -huh. that that have a, uh, some McDonald's and 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 some are privately owned franchise uh, franchises franchise, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. so I worked for for both out there uh -huh. and um, um, it was a, an owner an operator that that uh, asked me to leave I didn't do a very good job for him uh -huh. particularly. It was too much fun with everything, everything else. Yeah, and that's what got me to to the hot tubs. And eventually, I, I I found another job with a different McDonald's. And then it was time it was time to come home to Albuquerque. Uh huh. So when I came home to Albuquerque, I hooked up with McDonald's for a couple more years. Then I went on to um, uh, Gardunio's, O'Neill's Pub, Bravo, High Fine, High, high Finance thing. Restaurant on top Ooh. of the mountain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for thirteen years up there. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that now that was a fun job. Uh, Tell about, us about it. Tell yeah. us about that. So, so explain. So, high finance um, in Albuquerque. We we live uh, right in the valley of Sandia Mountains, and that's where Albuquerque, New Mexico, is. And mm -hmm. high finance is on the top of the Sandia Mountains, and you can take a tram to get there. 
or that's you can drive way. up. No, you can't oh, drive you up. can't drive up. That's the only way. That's the only way. So you, you have to take up. the tram. Oh, okay. You could you could hike up, but it's a nine it's, nine ten mile hike. It's a quite a hike. So yeah, the, and you could only do that during the day, of course. Yeah. So the tram, uh, it's the only way up. And right. you know, I did know that at some point, but I, I yeah. So you take the tram up. Uh, from an Albuquerque's what about six thousand feet, five thousand, uh, approximately five thousand, and when you go up the tram, you go up another five thousand ish or more, Plus, mm-hmm. uh, right. almost to eleven thousand, right? right? Ten thousand three hundred and seventy-eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 10, Fun fact. Fun feet. fact. Fun if fact, you work yeah. at high yeah. finance, you have to know yeah, that. Yeah, there's fact. some things you got to know. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I never worked there, but I'm just assuming you have to know that fact yeah, because yeah. people want to know. Uh, so the only way to get up there is the tram. Right. Uh, the only way to get back down the mountain is the tram. Right. So, yeah, tell us about that. Tell us some good, fun stories well, about tra- that. The tram was, you know, for 13 years, taking the tram up and down five days a week. Same thing, same thing. Just like any other, you get tired of it after a while. Yeah. But, but at first, it's very exciting. It's yeah. a fun ride up there, 15 minutes. Uh, if it's a little windy, it can, be, it can add to, uh, to the your... Thrill. Ex- to yeah. the thrill. <laughs> to the thrill. So. I was going to say excitement, but thrill is yeah. a be- much yeah. better word. <laughs> right. But you see, uh, and then the tram depends on uh, the time of year, what's going on. Mm-hmm. They're closed... Uh, Two weeks during the winter and two or um, spring and fall. Two weeks for, in spring for, for maintenance, maintenance. Yeah, which means the restaurant is closed because that's the only way to right, get up there. Right, right. But there's stuff I've I've seen. I saw a gentleman. He was 92 or 93. He, they opened the doors of the tram. This was on top of the mountain. Opened the doors of the tram and he just fell over and died. Oh my right gosh! Right there. Wow! Right there. I mean, you just uh, that that would happen. There uh, when I was up there, maybe. Three or four people um, uh, died on on the tram, or, wow. or or right there, ready to get on the tram or something. It just happens. Mm-hmm. You know, one of one of the one of the issues you have is if you if you coming in from out of town, um, and you go up the tram, just that the uh, the height, um, what do you call yeah, it? Yeah, altitude. 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 altitude sickness will just. It'll knock you out. They, yeah. th- they think they know what they're doing. Oh, I can do this. Yeah. Especially if you have a few drinks. Right. A few yeah. drinks up there and, and it'll it'll uh, it'll make you crazy. It'll make you crazy. But the tram, the tram itself, uh, or at the restaurant, all the food comes up on the tram, all the booze, everything comes up on the tram. All the trash at the end of the night comes down. Yeah. Is there is there yeah. a specific <laughs> car for <laughs> Yeah, it's the last tram of the night. They they run they run they run them. I don't know what the time is. Say if they close at nine, mm-hmm. uh, the last tram would come down at nine thirty with customers or something, mm-hmm. and then the closing crew and the trash and everything yeah. else would come down separately. Wow! Yeah. After so that, yeah, you have to. That. You basically leave as a group, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. You basically leave it as a group, mm-hmm. but but it, it's an entirely different experience as far as the restaurant goes because of. Because of the fact that if wind will close it down. Mm-hmm. Sure. So so tell us, I'm, I'm going to guess, how long did you work there? 13 years. So I'm going to definitely guess that you got stuck up there overnight once um, or twice. Never overnight, but, oh. but for hours. Oh. And, and I was lucky because I never did. Now, those of you, those of you who work at the, at the restaurants that you work at now know Matt. 
Matt Pillars and Jasmine. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, th- that's where I met them. I, uh-huh. I worked up there with them. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, I also do marriages. Yeah. And I married. Oh, you did? Jasmine, mar- yeah. Jasmine, I remember that. Jasmine and Matthew, I married them. <laughs> Hi, Jasmine. Hi, Matthew. We hope you're listening. Carlos says hello. Yes, I do say hello <laughs> to my good friends. And they're the ones that helped me get the job at, at the as a matter of fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, that, that's where my connections were. And, uh, but, um, you yeah, know, I never, I never got stuck up there. Matt might have, uh-huh. might have overnight. And there was, there was a couple times, and again, it was on days that I didn't work, where they had to take buses, they had to bring buses around to the bottom of the ski area. Oh. And the ski area, the high finances on the top of the ski area. So they couldn't get the people down. So what they would do is they'd put them on chairs, on the chairlift. Oh, wow. To take them down. Or <laughs> or there's a, a mile hike down an unkept road that buses are, uh-huh. no, no cars can come down. It. Right, right. So they could ride down, they could ride ride down there. Or they would take, um, they would get some, some big Suburbans and drive them down that road. Uh-huh. Take, depends on how many people there were take them to the end of the road where there were buses to bring them down. Does that but, include uh, the customers too? Or yeah, if, if, if yeah. they get stuck up there. So there has been times where customers yeah. get stuck yeah, up yeah, there. Yeah, where they were stuck up Have there. Have you ever had anybody like freak out oh, about uh, it? Yeah, that was constant. Really? <laughs> yeah. There's always there's always a couple of Karens. Or, you know, <laughs> well, say, yeah. You're going you're gonna to get me down. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> not me. Talk to the tram boys over there. Right. Because it's a different... It's, yeah, you wrote that tram of your they own don't, free right. will. And yeah. they don't work for the restaurant. Right. They don't work for the restaurant. Exactly. They work but for again, the tram. we do what we can to help them out because when when we need help... When uh, Karen's not happy, nobody's happy. <laughs> right. 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 Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And you, you, <laughs> You know, but uh, the great job, the great part of that job was you met people from all over the world. Yes. All over the world. Every day you met met somebody different. Yeah. So there's a lot to be said about restaurants with your steady clientele every day. Right. That's, that's important. And, but on, on a different side, when you get people from all over the world and you never see the same people in those 13 years and you learn you a might, lot you yeah. might you, you might see every three or four years oh you were my waiter when i came up three or four years ago or something mm-hmm. you know but yeah no consistent customers, customers. Yeah. yeah and yeah. and those people that come back three four years later you're like was i i have no idea who you are <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know like yeah. really yeah i don't remember you but uh was it good you know, yeah, I worked in a I worked in a Sheraton Hotel lobby bar, mm-hmm. uh, one of my first serving jobs um, as a cocktail waitress, and that's how it was. It's an international hotel, so uh, people from all over the the world would come yeah. and come and stand there. And we didn't have regulars. We ha- we did actually have some local regulars that would come in for like happy hour on a Wednesday or whatever it might have been. Um, I've met a lot of different characters from around the country mm-hmm. in that bar. One particularly that I want to talk about because he popped into my mind. I don't re- I don't even know his name, but he was um, a judge in South Africa, uh, which a judge in South Africa is like a um, like a prime minister, or like a president of a tribe, mm-hmm. and uh, but they call them judges. As from what I can remember, this was so long ago, but. 
uh, he, I worked with this bartender who was like Texas blonde, you know, just tall and, and, uh, loud. She wasn't actually loud. No, but she, her hair was just big and blonde, like Texas, big blonde hair. Mm -hmm. And, uh, everybody was like, are you from Texas? (laughs) She she wasn't, she was actually from Maine. Uh, but this guy from South Africa, this judge just loved her. He was just like you. I want you to be my next wife. He had two wives. I want you to be my next wife. (laughs) He was real. And he was, you know, and, and, Kathy would go along with it. Her name was Kathy. Um, she would go along with it because, you know, we're working for tips, y'all. <laughs> yeah. So she went along with it. Like, oh, yeah, he, he, your next wife. And so, you know, he would come down every night after their uh, meetings that they would have. She got to know him and she found out he has two other wives and they would be really, really jealous and upset if he brought home a white blonde chick. Um you know, because then they would have one more woman to fight over. Plus, she was American and white and blonde. So they would be, you know, he would, he told her they would be so mad. And he was like all excited about it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so he really asked her, you know, would would you consider coming down? And, and, and then finally she, you know, after a week of him being there and, you know, her going along with it, she told him, you know, look, I have a boyfriend. Like, this has all been fun and flattering, but... I'm not going to be your third wife. And uh, he was like, you know, and he wasn't even like, he was a very powerful man uh-huh. where he was from. But but I remember his, um, even the way he dressed and the way he presented himself, like even uh, me, like I didn't really talk to him that much. Kathy was t- told me everything afterwards, but, um, you know, he'd snap his fingers and people would be like, do anything he wanted. A total stranger. He'd be like, get me a pen. And everybody would be jumping to get the guy a pen. You know, it was just this, uh, you know, kind of presidential appeal that he had. And uh, so he, he, he wasn't even worried or anything about Kathy's husband. He goes, well, bring him along too. <laughs> her, Kathy's boyfriend, they weren't married, but bring him along too, he said. And he ended up sending her after he went home he ended up sending her two tickets to south africa for her and her boyfriend to go visit yeah she didn't go she returned the tickets wow. uh, which i would have been like i don't know that's a pretty big decision to yeah. not yeah. go to south africa yeah. like you know but the, the reasons i'm sure she probably was better off not going but uh Yes, you meet some very, very interesting people. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, in but places you know, those like that, stories like that. Yeah, uh, women will get stories like that. Guys never, <laughs> never get stories, stories like that. It's, they don't. <laughs> absolutely not. But you know, that, that's that's always interesting. I think, golly, that's yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but people from 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 all over and. Um, uh, made it made it a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It was a very uh, people went up there for special occasions. Yeah. So yeah. anywhere from from high school proms to homecomings to wedding anniversaries. Yeah. Um, uh, people who uh, couple we had a, I had a couple once that uh, um, they were up there and they were just o- older people and they were just looking at each other with such loving ways you know Aww. but but it was just dis- but but there was something disturbing that was going on oh 
you know that you just get a feel for when you when you when you've waited tables and been in the business uh-huh. you know so i i didn't hesitate to go up is is everything okay is everything fine he said uh um that she was dying and this was their last this was one of their favorite places and this was the last place that they were going to and they were just trying to wow. uh, to take it in mm-hmm. oh wow you know i asked him i said can i pray for you mm-hmm you know, and the guy and the lady, uh, I just said a very short prayer for them, and and they're just tears rolling down their faces. You know, mm. that this was this place up there, yeah. And the sun was going down. It was just an amazing. I couldn't I couldn't be there too long. Yeah, being around them, you know, because it was such a sad story. You were probably so meant to be their server that yeah, night yeah. Oh, i mean yeah. that's yeah. not an accident I no don't no think, no no, you know? no no there's other there's other times like that why do you think that you stayed in the business for 48 years i loved it i love what did people. you love about it the i love people. the people yeah. i love the people that i work with i loved uh uh the difference that there was no it wasn't nine to five some yes. days some some days you go in at 10 in the morning and get off at three or four other night other times you'd go in at four in the afternoon and get off at midnight yeah um uh and as far as uh waiting tables which is i i managed for 35 years and and then the last 15 years uh was um or 14 years was waiting tables Mm -hmm. but having cash always in your pocket yeah which can be a problem too if you don't know how to yes you you learn real quick how to uh, yeah. be able to put that cash away. Yeah. But you see you see um, um, the younger servers that just you know. Yeah. Oh man. Their their mentality is. Their men- I'm just going to make this again tomorrow. What so am I going to buy with this one? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> drinks <laughs> only, everybody. Drinks, Stuff drinks. it under the mattress, you know, for like the, the week's worth of work, you know, uh-huh. or two weeks, you know, you haven't gotten to the bank because you're staying up late partying and you're yeah. sleeping in and then you got to go straight back to work. And, yeah. and then all of a sudden you've got, you know, two grand under your mattress, literally. <laughs> and it's so easy to get rid of shifts on the very first and second of the month because people need to make their rent. Mm-hmm. That they'll do anything to, right. you know, let me work for you, let me work for you that Um, is what i love about waiting tables is the flexibility you know really the most was the flexibility and and uh it you know i had talked about this before but that i waited tables because i discovered the grateful dead and i was like Uh i can make a bunch of money i can just work 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 (laughs) you know work all the shifts i want and then either quit or lie (laughs) i had mono for three months one 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 summer tour (laughs) that's crazy that's crazy but you you, you did all of east coast right yeah yeah and all all mine was was west coast which is epic that's great uh, yeah both of them i mean Mm -hmm. you you look at and and i Mm -hmm. keep thinking i would have loved to go to some of those east coast shows Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, but you saw them in san francisco yeah 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 yeah. oh yeah yeah Yeah, you saw them in their stomping ground i'm really envious of that and and i saw everybody i Mm -hmm. saw pig pen I, yeah, saw, wow. I saw I saw Gachow, mm-hmm. um, Keith, Keith and, and Donna. Keith and Donna. Um, um, I, I, every one of them that I, that I saw at, at mm-hmm. one time or another. Probably but, at small venues too. Uh, yeah, um, um, Warfield at the Warfield, and that was right down the street from McDonald's. Uh, that was that was that was just crazy. It was you just you crazy. couldn't get the dead to come in for a Big Mac <laughs> after the show. No. Jerry would have bit if he'd known. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, yeah. But but you know, up at yeah. up at High Finance too, you'd get bears that would come up to the window. Oh, which was that happened two or three times, uh, and two or three days in a row. Uh-huh. That would just come up, and of course, everybody. Let's feed them. No, you don't feed. You don't <laughs> ever, don't, ever. Don't, you don't feed you don't, the bear. You don't feed the Everybody bears. Everybody knows that. And any animals, any animals, you don't feed. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Well, why not? Well, you're not going to be here tomorrow, and I'm going to be here, and they're right. going to be looking for food. Right. You know, but it, but it, it was really an amazing thing to watch these bears come right up to the, the windows. The big windows. Oh, yeah, I to bet. To the big windows. Yeah, that was that was great. Hey, everybody, uh, go check out High Finance, and hopefully, if we give them a couple more plugs, they'll become our sponsor. <laughs> Gardunios was a was another special place. Yeah. You know they had mariachis, and and part of part of the what I was pleased with is they allowed me to sing with them Ooh. at a table. You know, <laughs> it would be it would it you know hey baby qué pasó mm-hmm. I thought I was your only vato and and uh, more English type stuff not uh-huh. not the uh-huh. not but what a fun time having oh, sure. having a full mariachi band with horns and and violins. Uh, in a restaurant. Do they have those like seven nights a week or is it no, just it was, on the it weekends? Was, it was like two or three nights a week they would have them. Yeah, like Friday, Saturday, now, Sunday. Now I don't even know where they, where they are now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then at the smaller Gardunios, they had uh, like um, um, three guys. Yeah, like a trio. A trio, yeah. Of roving. Yeah. Instruments. You know, I remember yeah, so. one year, I think for Cinco de Mayo, oh my the place gosh. we work... Uh, Brought in mariachis, and that did not go over well. (laughs) It just didn't. Um, It's just not, I don't think that our kind of restaurant was the place for them. Uh, Some people were like, oh, this is really cool. And other people were like, this is not what we came here for. They're like, they're so loud. Like, make them stop. Right, right. Uh, You have 10 of them out there. Yeah. No, there was only three guys, but I think the, the, you know, it's a pretty open space where we are, so yeah. I just they were they were pretty loud. Uh, I thought it was great. Of course, any kind of live music, I'm like, I don't care for anything different or anything yeah. different. Just like yeah. getting to wear something that's not your exactly. uniform, just yeah. anything different to make the day. I can wear a sombrero today. <laughs> <laughs> it was it, it was great that in so far as that goes, but you're right, it would be too loud for mm-hmm. a lot of people. And going table to table, this table. Right. So, so you have to give them. Yeah, but that is part of yeah the quintessential. Yeah. But that's part of the part, Gardunios. Of, part of the Gardunios. Thing. And so again, Gardunios, uh, we would love you to sponsor our podcast. <laughs> we can give you a shout out. Gardunios <laughs> is actually a, a local family-owned restaurant here yep. in Albuquerque, right? Yeah, they're yes, they are. Yeah. So, uh, if in case you don't know, it's a Mexican, authentic New Mexican. New Mexican yeah, or Mexican? Yeah. It's a New little Me- bit. More, a little bit of both. Yeah, it's a little but bit most, of both. Most, but... Mostly New Mexican. No, mostly New Mexican. And and for those of you that have never visited New Mexico, uh, there is a difference between Mexican and New Mexican food. Uh, I don't really know what it is, to be honest with you. But I know that Some there's... sauces. Yeah, the sauces, the chilies are, are different. There's uh, some overlap for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. there's some overlap. Yeah, so, um, and I never knew that when I, until, you know, I moved out here yeah. from, from upstate New York. It was Italian over there, so... Uh, 
Gardunios, we'd love you to sponsor us. I'm going to give you a shout out. <laughs> great margaritas. <laughs> they do we have great a, margaritas. I was managing uh, the Gardunios on 4th Street. Mm-hmm. Now, now it's uh, El Bruno. El Bruno's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's very small. It was the original one. Um, and it was on a su- Sunday evening. And uh, a short line, short list, we were taking names up front. And there was a, a, a lady, uh, uh, two ladies that came in with cowboy hats on and everything. And um, I'm looking, the first lady gives me her name and I'm looking at that second lady. She has a baseball cap on. And I and I look at her and I say, Reba? Reba, <laughs> Reba McIntyre? <laughs> yes. Oh. I said, I thought, oh my God, what the heck is Reba McIntyre doing here in, <laughs> on a Sunday night? And apparently her, her friend had a ranch there or something, something, something down there. And... Um, uh, I asked her if uh, she would mind after after I sat her down. I said, "I'll would you mind signing some autographs after?" Yeah, and and I'll keep uh, I'll keep the area kind of clear. Yeah, nobody will recognize who you are and everything. Well, I went and told a bartender, this old bartender. He at that point he was <laughs> he was probably fifty five or sixty old. Well, mm-hmm. at that point, you know, he was that old. Uh, he was old to me, but yeah. I said, uh, "Go, Reba's over there," and and he he just turned red. Oh, how cute! He said, he said, "No, she isn't." And, and I said, "Yeah, I said, yeah, yeah, go see her, go over there." And he goes, he goes, "No, I don't, I don't want to." I said, "Why not? You know, just go over there and deliver these margaritas to her." And and he said no. He says, he says, uh, he says. I I tell you what. He says I send a dozen roses to Reba McIntyre every year on her birthday. Oh my gosh! And 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 I said that's even more reason to go. And he goes, no, she'll think I'm stalking her. I said, well, aren't you? <laughs> if you're sending her a dozen roses, but he never went over there. Oh my he gosh! Would, I uh, bet you she would know who uh, like um, finally get know. to yeah put a face to a name i know she would heart. probably have been really uh, she glad would have been nice. she would have yeah. been happy i don't know if she would have known who he was or and she came or, there so it's not like yeah he, yeah he's not yeah. stuck well that's, right. that's, he was right. so embarrassed and everything mm-hmm. and he he wouldn't have. you know i feel bad i feel like he probably has some big regrets about that is there anything about the business that you don't like that you didn't like what what because you you love the probably probably the hours because um it took away from from uh, my family yeah it took away i lost well i've i've been married four times (laughs) yeah which is (laughs) and and two of those um cost me because of the restaurant business right right the concentration there yeah um especially as a manager yeah 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 you weren't able to i didn't take the time necessary yeah to concentrate on on what was more important was the family yeah and you're working you're working nights holidays and weekends so if your partner is you know working a nine to five right yeah kind of desk job right then you're just you're missing each other right constantly mm-hmm. then you start getting involved in everything that had the restaurant going yeah mm-hmm. so you'd work 10 hours and then you'd sit there and have a couple of margaritas right. shift margaritas shifties yeah so yeah, yeah. and 
which he which they ended up having to stop because yeah. because at, you know you know as well as I do after ten hours or twelve hours on your feet uh-huh. you're tired as heck yeah you have two margaritas and and you're going home loaded yeah and yeah um, you and, haven't eaten probably yeah, yeah you're yeah. probably hungry yeah so, yeah. so uh, wives and and uh, would put in complaints that they were their husbands were getting sent home drunk and stuff yeah yeah so they stopped that which was a wise very wise yeah. thing to do just like that old joke about uh um i'm glad my parents named me carlos and you say why that's because that's what everybody calls me <laughs> you know? so, carlos that's what you I- have the, the cutest simplest jokes and i'm gonna remember one this is my one of my fonder memories of you okay uh there's many by the way yes. but uh one of my fonder ones was when prince died we were at work oh. that day together yeah and we were watching it yes. on the tv uh-huh and I was really upset. I, yeah. I love Prince, and oh, I yeah. actually really miss him sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. I just think about him and think, man, what a big tragedy. <clears throat> that that was a big loss, you know. Uh, but we're watching it on TV. Like, everybody's in shock. Like, Prince just died, you know. And Carlos comes out when, and I've heard you say this before with other people who have died that yeah. have been composers. He was a great composer, but now he's decomposing. <laughs> and then he yeah. goes, he looks at me and he goes, too soon <laughs> i mean it's all over the news you know it just happened he's like too soon yeah. i'm like yes yeah. carlos too soon yeah yeah i remember that day i, I, do, I yeah. remember exactly that day i do too you know that was one of the fondest memories of working with you yeah but um that was a sad day Prince it was, was a sad day great, yeah great, yeah he great was a musician. great great no artist but Anywho, Carlos, I'm so glad that we had this chance to hang out and to chit chat and get to know a little bit more about you. Uh, so much fun. Yeah, that's been great. I I hope that uh, you're able to come back eventually and join us again. Anytime. Yeah, anytime. cool. But I do want to mention what uh-huh. I'm what I'm doing now. Yes, please. please. Is is uh, uh, my wife and I have a home for unwed mothers uh-huh. that we have that we've had for the five years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Casa de Mariposa. We've had, we've been open five years and we've had 17 moms and 17 babies come through as of this past weekend. That is amazing. Which has been an uh, amazing thing. So explain what Casa de Mariposa is. It's a, it's a it's house. A house for unwed mothers that, uh, we help mothers, uh, who are pregnant, mm-hmm. uh, come in and, and we provide them a place to live at no charge. Um, and they're allowed to um, enable and to enable them to get back on their feet, yeah. uh, so that they can raise their child that they chose to keep. Yeah. And uh, they they can stay um, up to six months after the baby's born, if they follow all the rules and procedures as mm-hmm. it as it any house. Casa de Mariposa dot org. Okay. Dot org. Yeah. Uh, we're one hundred percent donation run. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, I think you you personally or, or individually have come a long ways, and it's oh, it's really gosh. cool to know you. And I'm really thank you honored to know you because I think you're just a great person all around, and uh, you know what you do. And it's just been an honor to have you here on a podcast. So Boy, thanks. Thank you very much. Yes. It's been a pleasure. I wish that I would have known both of you uh, a long 
time before yeah, yeah. before this. I wish I would have known about. Well, That's you know, if COVID didn't hit, we'd still yeah we'd still be there. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. which is another you know thing I'd like to bring up real quick. Uh, COVID do. has hit us in the restaurant biz pretty hard. Uh, we're on a second shutdown here in New Mexico, so. We really miss being tipped because that's what we do. <laughs> if you'd like to tip us, we would love to receive them. Uh, there's a donate button on our shifttalkerspodcast.com page website. Go check us out. You can also listen to our most recent and latest episodes of our Shift Talkers podcast. Um so go check that out. Uh, we do have a PayPal. Uh, if you want to go to Shift Talkers Podcast on our Facebook page, the link is there on a post somewhere. And if you go to our web page on our blogs, we also have comment sections there, which I can definitely message back, which is what I would love to do. So uh, go to shifttalkerspodcast.com. Read the blogs, give us a comment, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. And we'll give you a shout out on this podcast. Uh, so I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you around next time. And uh, go Raiders. <laughs> go Raiders. <laughs>